You ever jump into a project and you don't feel like you have all the information? Maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you're, uh, like if the car breaks down, if the light comes on, if you got the check engine light and you go to YouTube, you're like, what's well, going It must be easy, right? Because you got like 50 videos to watch on YouTube. And so I know how my thought is. And I'm like, well, these sorry suckers are doing it. I should be able to as well. That's not true, right? That's not true because you have to have the right information to get a job done. Somebody say amen. Maybe you, um, maybe you are leading a project at work and maybe you got put in like midstream and you don't feel like you have all the information to get the job done. It, it, it really, really helps. And I know uh, my father, Jerry Kinder, is in the room today. He's a Marine. He's a Marine. He's got two birthdays. He's got his birthday that his mama gave birth to him, and he's got the Marine Corps birthday, which he celebrates. It's sad, I know. Um, my dad would tell you, well, you just need to adapt and overcome, right? You just adapt and overcome when you don't have all the information. And that might be good, but what about the rest of us? What about the rest of us? We feel like we need all the information. I was... Um, let me just tell you where this premise came from. We finished up Ephesians, and I was sort of, uh, I was sort of in a dry area. Anybody ever been in a dry area, like emotionally, like spiritually? And I was like, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Right? We spent 12 weeks in the book of Ephesians, and I was in the shower Monday morning. Right? I was in the shower. Now, listen, it's not creepy. It's not creepy. No, it's not. No, it's not. I disagree. You would think it's creepy if I didn't shower, right? Amen to that. So I'm in the shower, and I'm listening. Any podcast listeners in the room? Right, like listen to podcasts. And I turn on one of my favorite podcasts, and I'm listening, and I felt like God's voice just reverberated through what was being said. Now, I'm not saying you have to be naked to hear God's word. I'm not. I'm sure that he can work when you're clothed as well, right? But this time... Uh, it happened the other way around. Uh, and, and, and I'm listening to this podcast, and, and it's like a roundtable discussion, and there's like five prominent pastors. Like, real, like, like, I don't like celebrity pastor. I don't like that tag, but it's kind of true, though, isn't it? So there's these five pastors, and they're, they're at this conference, right, and they're talking, and this, this professor of theology, I don't know the guy, I never saw him in my life, but he's talking about how he teaches his students in his theology class, right? And, and, and he says, it's like if you go outside and you pick a random person, right, and you tackle them, just tackle them. Like form tackle, shoulder in, head up, wrap, lay them down, right? And, and, and their eyes are like great big, they're on the ground, and you say, listen, don't worry about it, I just saved you. Well, the next logical question, folks, has to be what? The person on the ground is going to be, from what? This professor was like teeing this up. Anybody ever play t-ball? Right? Anybody play t-ball, right? And I know, I know what I know. Kids miss the tee all the miss the ball and hit the tee all the time. But but in this situation, this professor of theology was teeing this thing up for these pastors to what? To just crack it out of the yard, right? He teed it up, and one of my favorite. And listen, I'm not one of my favorite pastors. 
a guy that I listen to on the, on the regular, right? I, I love his delivery. I love how funny he is. And, he, and I've heard God speak through his voice to me personally. He gets this question, right? He gets this question, teed up on a tee, ready to go. Go on, pastor, take it out. What are we being saved from? And he didn't. Now, I know what a hot take is. You know what a hot take is? Do you know what a hot take is? Somebody asks you a question, right? You're on video. You're being filmed. A hot take. Yeah, or maybe you don't know you're being filmed. And, and, and it's, the, it's the first 10 seconds of when you're speaking. And there's, there's no context, right? There's no, there's, no, uh, there's no backstory. There's no I'm having a bad day and I'm mad right now. I'm angry and I'm just spewing out what's on my mind. That's a hot take. And I get what a hot take is. But this guy had it teed up. And he went into this word salad for like 10 minutes talking about this and talking about that. And he ends up winding up, well, we're being saved from ourselves. And I'm like, really? I mean, I mean, in a sense, I mean, maybe down the line, right? How many Christians we got in the room today? I want to see your hands. Participate. Let's, let's, let's stick our hands up like we're not Baptist. <laughs> right? All right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, yes, yes. We, we sort of are being saved from ourselves, kind of. And I got to thinking, if we can't communicate the gospel, then it's no wonder our culture is where it's at today. It's no wonder. And I'm, I'm not being, I guess I am being critical. We need to communicate it. We've got to communicate the gospel. We have to communicate the gospel. And he said, we were being saved from ourselves, And I don't know if that's correct. I just don't know. Um, like in 2020, this group called the Barna Group, they, they do all kinds of they do, do all kinds of studies, and they come out with all this information. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Christian faith-based organization, and they do all kinds of studies on millennials and, and all the generations. And they came to the conclusion that 64%, 2020, when was it? 2020. 64% of Christians, 18 to 29, 64%, 18 to 29, were leaving the church. Why? Well, the study showed that they figured they could find God somewhere else. That's a startling stat, 64%. Happened this week, I was talking to a pastor, um, and, and, and he was telling me a story that this, this guy called him, one of his friends, and said uh, his wife of like 30 years uh, told, him, uh, told him one day, one morning, just out of the blue, I want a divorce. I'm done with you. I'm done with the church. I'm done with everything. And you know, he said this, and I'm not picking on the pastor because we're just a product of our culture, correct? And he said this, Jason, she was raised in the church. How many times you ever said that? I know I'm a pastor, right? I'm a pastor. So when people find out what I do, right, for a living, they automatically have to think about something spiritual. So what do you do? I'm a pastor. Oh, you hear this. I was raised in church. Okay. 
Okay, I was too. I've told you before I had a drug problem before I even knew what it was because I got drugged to church every time the doors were open. Sunday morning, Sunday night. Any Sunday nighters in the crowd? Sunday night, Wednesday night, we had VBS two straight weeks. I was raised, was raised in church. And that seems to be what our, what, our, what our topic of conversation is. They were raised in church. Pastor, I was raised in church. Listen, the gospel isn't given by proximity. It's not like it's osmosis and, and if you stand near somebody or if you, if you go outside and stand by the building, you will automatically start feeling the Holy Spirit. No, we have to be able to communicate the gospel. So I was just, I was thinking, how do we do it? Do we even know what the gospel is? So we, you think about it in this context, 64% of 18 to 29 year olds are leaving the church. They think they can find God elsewhere. You know, they were raised in church. How many times you heard this? Listen, I tried that. I tried Jesus. I tried to give God a chance, but it just didn't work for me. I'm gonna submit to you that if you have felt the love and the mercy from the creator God himself, right? Knowing that, it's hard to walk away. I'm not saying it's not possible. The Hebrew writer says, some might. I don't know if it happens very often, but I don't know what they were saved to. Listen, I'm probably gonna offend some people this morning. Can I offend? I mean, in the light of the cross, is it okay maybe if I step on you? Here's how this has went in my lifetime. Let's say six, seven-year-olds. Everybody got the picture, six, seven-year-old? Mom and dad are right there like, okay, baby, listen. Okay, baby, look, look at me. Listen, mommy and daddy are going to heaven. We don't want you to burn in hell, okay? <laughs> and the seven-year-old's like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go with mom and dad. You feel where I'm going? And then, and then what, the, what, what, what do you get? What do you get? Listen, don't watch R-rated movies. Don't have premarital sex. Don't hang around the party scene. Don't smoke. Don't drink. And if you like secular music, there's probably a Christian band that plays the same genre. And trust me, you'll love it. Now, when I think about Christianity, when I think about the gospel in those parameters, I can see why 64% of 18 to 29-year-olds are like, you know what, deuces, I'm out. Because what do they come to? What do they come to? They come to judgment. They come to mean people. They come to people that look down on them. They come to people that, that think you have to be chiseled out of granite, that God's sculpting this outer figure of humanity that he wants to be in love with some other thing that you are now, but maybe a future representation of you. And that is a lie. That's a lie. So it's whiteboard time, baby. 
get this, here we go. Gospel, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? We're, we gotta start at the beginning, right? And so we got, we got God, we'll put him in a cloud. And what's he do? He creates what? Everything. He creates the world that you live in, or artistic abilities. We're gonna picture this being a globe, right? You get it, you get it, right? You get it, right? He, he, he creates the first man, Adam. He has no face. Uh, Adam, and then he creates the first woman. We'll give her hair. Eve. You know what? That is not my problem. <laughs> he creates Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Right? And, 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 and they're, in this, they're in this place called the Garden of Eden, and it's perfect. Can somebody say perfect? perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. There's, there's communion with God. There's, there's community, right? They got all they need, but yet there's this, uh, there's this tree, right, that, that God has, has put in the garden. There's this tree, and, and, and it's the knowledge of what? Of good and evil. You see, you were never supposed to know evil. You were never, ever supposed to know it. God's design was that you were never supposed to know it. Only he could have that because he, get this, you gotta pay attention, eyes up. He is the only one that's sovereign, that's holy, that's righteous, that can know, that can know evil and never, ever choose it. You feel me? Woo, it's getting good in here, isn't it? You couldn't do it. And ultimately, we gotta do this because there's another character on the scene and it's this serpent and he's nasty. Somebody boo. <laughs> boo, yeah, yeah, boo, boo, it's not good. And, 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 and you know the story, right? You know the story. Uh, 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 ladies, sorry, but Eve got to see first. Uh, moving on. And uh, she gets her husband to eat and, and then, then what happens? They, they, they brought sin into the world. You became knowledge, you, your, your knowledge included evil, and, and you can't choose good all the time. So there had to be something to happen, and a holy God, a righteous God, can't be a part of that. So then we had separation. Did I spell that right? Separation. You following me? Then we were separated. If you read your Bibles in, in Genesis, the creation story, it says that we were kicked out of his presence. Because what? Because of sin. Because of sin. And it's like, was well, that the rest of the story? No. No. Here's what I, here's what I had to repent of this week. I, I've, I've preached a creation message all kinds of times in my lifetime since I started preaching at 35 years old. I have taught, get this, I have taught that Jesus was the contingency plan. Like that this was supposed to work, right? This was supposed to work and like Jesus was plan B and I'm telling you, I was wrong because it was plan A all the time. Jesus was it. It was always about Jesus. Listen, a, an almighty God that knows everything, that created you, created me, Adam and Eve, right? He knew in his infinite wisdom that I would choose rebellion. And he created me anyway. Can you believe that? 
What kind of God is this? What kind of father is this? Who knew I would choose evil? And he went ahead and done it anyway. And so it was always about Jesus. It was always about Jesus. So, so we, got, we got this. We got this, right? Everybody here? So there's a separation. So what's God do? God writes himself into the story. God writes himself into the story. John chapter 1, what's it say? The word was what? Was with God. The word was God. Everything was created by the word, right? And it ends up saying that the word became, somebody finish it, flesh. The word became flesh. This will be good right here. Check this out. Little manger scene. We got a little baby. We'll put a little happy face on him. Yeah, that's good. Jesus was born. God himself, clothed in skin, came, was born, right? And and, and we know, uh, Scripture says, that that little boy, right, he grew up, he grew up, and we'll get him a mustache and a beard because... Good Christian men have beards. Uh, that's what happens. Uh, so we know he grew up and, and, and he started his ministry. And, and then what happened? He said, some, he said some very powerful things, didn't he? He said some really, really exclusive things. He said stuff like, I'm the only way. I'm the only way to God. No one comes to the Father except through who? Through me. That's what Jesus said. And the religious, the religious, oh, they got angry. They got angry, and there were riots in the streets, right? And people were throwing stuff, burning stuff. I don't know if that happened, but it sounds good, right? And, 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 and so what happened is there was, it brought him to this. He was tried. They hung him publicly on a Roman cross and crucified him. Crucified him. They put his body in a tomb. This is kind of backwards, but I'm losing room. They rolled a stone around it, put a couple Roman guards to, uh, to make sure that nobody stole the body. And you know, right, you know uh, what happened. This is like, wow, crazy time, crazy time, right? The stone gets rolled away, and Jesus is resurrected from the dead. He goes back, right? He goes back to the Father to sit at his right hand and to have your back until the time is right for him to return for the church. So we have creation, right? We got creation. We have perfection, right? We got perfection. We have sin, which equaled separation, right? And then we have, you know, I told, the last thing I told JT was like, hey, don't step all over my message. We have redemption. We got redemption. That's the gospel. Listen, that's the gospel. Yes. And, and, and listen, and so, and so, oh, man, we should be the most joyous people ever. And I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, listen, don't take this personally. Uh, uh, your soul hasn't told your face that you're joyous, <laughs> right? Sometimes your soul hasn't told your face that you're joyous, not happy. Happy is fleeting. Happy can go away because you get a flat tire or you get a bad phone call. But joy, baby, joy comes from Jesus. Please be joyous. Please be joyous. So, so this is the gospel. This is, this is what the church, not, listen, you can tell it in your terms, right? But this is the gospel in a nutshell. That Jesus came, sent by God, was God, clothed in the flesh, right? And he died for you and your penalty of sin is paid in full. Not just, pay attention to me, eyes up. Not just for what you used to do, for what you did today and what you will do in the future. It's all paid for. Now, what have we done, right? Let's just talk about culture. What have we done? We've created like a, a ladder of morality, haven't we, right? And we, and, we, and we try to get up on that ladder of morality and we're like, I'm doing good, I'm doing good, I'm doing good things, I'm doing good things, look at me. And we stand up on that ladder and if we look at people, where do we have to look at? We gotta look down, don't we? Hmm. You ain't where I'm at. You should probably come up here. Right? You feel it, right? Uh, remember, the, remember the Tower of Babel? People, they, they didn't think they needed God. They were just gonna go, right? We're just gonna go to God. Didn't happen. Remember the first cosmonauts that went up? Old people, I'm just gonna sit because I'm one of you. Uh, remember, when the, remember when the Russian cosmonauts went up? They got to space first, didn't they? They got there first. They came back down and the cosmonauts said, we went to space. We didn't see God. We didn't see him. We didn't see him. So what if we just focus on the gospel? What if we just focus on the gospel? Instead of teaching all this minutiae that we end up teaching people, what if we just focus on the gospel? Check this out. Paul says, if you got your Bibles, uh, uh, there's, you knew there was going to be some Bible here, right? Uh, you got your Bibles, turn to, turn to chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and can you see it with this uh, whiteboard? Can you still see it? This is, this is out of the ESV, uh, so if you got an NIV, it's going to read similar, uh, but if you don't, uh, you can just look at the screen. Uh, but here's, here's, what, here's what Paul's teaching right, to the church at Corinth. Christians, by the way, right, we got no context, we got to know who the audience is, it's Christian people, and Paul's teaching what? He's teaching the gospel, here's what he says. Now I wanna remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, on which you stand, and by which you are being saved. I'm gonna stop right there. Listen to what he says. He says the gospel is able to fix what happened in the past, what happened today, and what's gonna happen in the future. You gotta give me more than that. Listen, joyous people, right? Yes. Listen, he says, on which you received, in which you stand, and which you are being saved. It's that good. It's that good. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. He goes on in verse three, he says, for I delivered to you 
as of first important what I also received. Get this, here's, here it is, here's, here's what he's gonna do. That Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. If you got a Bible, I would highlight in accordance with the scriptures because it's always been about Jesus from the very beginning, right? In accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, get this, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, what's he say? In accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then the 12. That's the gospel. That is the gospel. And that's why we need to be, that's what we need to be teaching, right? That's what we have to be teaching. Listen, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been here for, March will be three years. Listen, I, I get it. That's great. That's great. Listen, can I, can I, can I, can I get up in your business for a second? Listen, we baptized kids, and, 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 and we, we had, what was it, Brother Scribner? We had like eight baptisms at CIY, right? Somebody give it up for that. Eight baptisms. Eight, 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 eight. The angels rejoiced. They're still rejoicing. But listen here, I want, you, I want you to pay attention. We haven't had many adults except Jesus. And, 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 and there's probably a gamut of reasons, but I can think of one. Are we spending enough time on the gospel? Are we spending enough time on the gospel? Is that what we're focusing on? Because listen, that's what it's about. I can teach about uh, 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 what our view is on abortion, and I can teach about what the church's view should be on homosexuality, but listen, the gospel saves people. The gospel saves people. So what are we doing? I, I, I don't know sometimes. I get frustrated. I'm like, I, I, what, what, are we, what are we doing here, right? I mean, I mean, kids going to CIY. Listen, if you, as an adult, went to a, if you went to a conference and you were there and you lived in a dorm and it was hot and everybody stank, right? And you were like surrounded by preaching and teaching like, like church camp for adults, right? And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there would be decisions. Come on, there would be decisions. People like, yeah, I, I want Jesus. It, it would happen. It would happen. Let's just teach the gospel. If you got your Bibles, again, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna read this passage, First uh, Corinthians. We're gonna stay in First Corinthians uh, the whole time. First Corinthians chapter six, and we're gonna read verses nine through eleven. And here's what, here's what he says, and, 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 and I want you to hear this. Uh, I want you to sort of open your mind like, you free, like you're listening to Scripture for the first time, right? You deal? Everybody with me? Here's what he says. Or do you not know, this is what Paul's saying uh, to the church at Corinth, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? We love to hear that, don't we? We're like, you preach it, pastor. He says, don't be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral or idolaters. Anybody know what an idolater is? Uh, that's when you put something in God's place. Maybe your work, maybe your money, right? Am I stepping on any toes yet? I could go on and on and on forever, like till 1230. <laughs> or adulterers nor many practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, or revilers, nor swindles will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I'm telling you what, that's a pretty 
comprehensive list, didn't it? Let's not be Baptists, let's raise our hands. Any, any double people on that list? Come on. Listen, we, we, we can throw liars on the list too, if we like. Put them on, right? Put them on. Yes, yes. Anybody in the house? Anybody in the house show up on this list? You are the most holy people I ever met in my life. Woo! Here's what he says. And such were some of you. But you were washed. But you were washed. But you were washed. Remember last week? Remember last week? Remember in the book of Ephesians? But God, being rich in mercy, right? Loved us so much that even though we were sinners, he saved us. But God, and he says this, but you were washed. You, you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. I say we need to teach the gospel. We need to teach the gospel because we got to get it right. There's, there's so much, there's so much at stake. There's so much at stake. And what are you going to do? Right, what are you going to do? Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna keep trying to, to, to climb this ladder of morality? There's nothing wrong with wanting to do the right thing. That's what the Spirit does for us. That's what the Spirit does for us. But we can't be trusted. What happens when you start doing good, folks? You can come on and play, Jason. What happens when we start doing, what, about, what happens if when we, part, when we start putting some good days back to back? What happens? Somebody help me. What happens when, 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 when you put seven days, seven days in a row and, and you got up and you read your, your YouVersion Bible app or, or you were doing devotions, you were praying and, and you, get this, you get this thing going on and all of a sudden you think, I'm pretty good. I, I, I'm pretty good. I got 14 days. Climbing the ladder. Yes, yes, yes. Not always, but that's our human nature, isn't it? So let's teach the gospel. Can you pull, can you pull up Romans 1, 16 and 17? Just before, before Jason sings, listen, this is it. This is it. He says, listen, let's read it. Let's read it all together. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I can't save you, but you know what? The gospel can. The gospel can. And the gospel will. We just have to deliver it. Before we sing, let's just take some time right now to think about our week. You got football today, I get it. Take, take, take five hours off, go watch football. Listen, it's okay. There's some good games on today. 
right? And, 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 but when you, when you, maybe when you're starting to go to bed tonight, you're starting to wind down, and you start thinking about the work week that you have in front of you, or whatever you're going to do this week, maybe you're off, I don't know, I don't know. But think about how, how, how does the gospel come into your life? How does it, how do you reflect it? How do you communicate it? Because you can't just say, hey, why don't you come to church? To why? Folks, why, why are people going to come to people they don't know uh, uh, and be like awkward socially? Because that's who we deal with this, these days. But if they see someone living the gospel, being joyous, woo, being joyous, gospel saves how are you going to reflect it how are you going to communicate let's just make it our prayer let's make a deal right now let's make it a, 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 a pact we could do like a like a like a, what do they call that we just cut your hand and blood that'd be kind of sloppy that'd be kind of gory we won't do that we'll just do it like figuratively let's pray every day this week God let the gospel shine in my life. It's simple. Let's not, let's not make it complicated, right? Let's not make it complicated. You don't, have to, you don't have to put the memory, a whole chapter of scripture, which is good, but it's not really necessary, right? But, but just pray the prayer. God, how do I reflect the gospel in my life? And I'm telling you, collectively as a family, if we do that, people will see. People will see. Father, we love you. We thank you. We thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for who you are and what a good father you are. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your compassion we thank you for loving us when we are unlovable. And Father, I lift these people up in this room right now, and I ask that your Holy Spirit do a mighty work in their life. I ask that, that the Holy Spirit would be so thick and, and that we, we feel like we could reach out and touch him. And that we would feel his presence in our life, in our, in our day-to-day stuff, the boring stuff that we do, Father, the, the stuff that we, we don't think means anything. We, I ask that you would just fill us up. And let us reflect the gospel message of Jesus. And all God's people said,